Do you dream about your next trip? You're in the right place. On the Time to Talk Travel Podcast, we come to you weekly to share places to go and what to do when you get there. Let's dive into this week's adventure. Hi, you've joined us for another episode of Time to Talk Travel. My name is Nasreen. I'm here with Sharon and Des and Mo, and we are ready to talk about travel etiquette. We are not Emily Post here, but there are some things that you should and should not be doing in airports and on airplanes. And although they make great TikToks, we don't actually want to see them. So I would love to hear Mo. What is the most egregious breach of travel etiquette that you have seen? Oh God, there's so many. People think that they are on their couch on a plane. First of all, don't wear pajamas to the airport. Do not take your shoes and socks off and stick them between the seat. Change your baby's diaper regularly. Don't clip your toenails or your fingernails. Nothing that you should be doing in your bathroom should happen in an airplane. Um, and that's just the airplane. We don't even get into airports um, and what people think. I don't know. It's weird. People don't see the people around them um, and think that they are in their own personal bubble. And that goes for a lot of things. It goes for a lot of attitude, goes for a lot of actions and manners apparently are gone for a lot of people once they walk into the airport. Yeah, uh, I could go on forever, but I'm sure these guys have got a few experiences as well. It's one of my worst flights ever. I was flying to Israel and I had a middle seat, which for a long flight like that, really not good. I was trapped next to this guy who was flossing his teeth in his seat. Like with halitosis too. And it's after every meal, after every snack, I understand he was trying to keep up with his oral hygiene. However, that is not the time or place to floss your teeth. And it was just a lot. Go to the bathroom. Do bathroom things in the bathroom. For me, it's people on their speakerphones. Use earbuds. Please, not just in the airport while you're waiting. I can't tell you how many personal conversations I've heard. I'm writing a book about it called Tales from the Terminal because it's insane to me the stuff people share, oblivious to the fact that I'm right behind you and I'm hearing both sides of this conversation. It's fun, but sometimes crazy talk. And then when they get on the plane, somebody doing it with a movie or their child playing a game, just use your earbuds. They'll give them to you for free on most flights or bring a headset if it's a kiddo. But that's my big one. For me, one of the things I've seen a couple people do that I don't understand at all is the speaker, like the portable speaker playing music in the airport. You're not the airport departure area DJ. No one wants to hear your music. And the other one is really, really stinky food. I understand that you have to eat. I understand there are limited choices in the airport, but it might not be the best time to grab a clam chowder to bring on the plane or something. I remember someone eating a seafood platter next to me once, and I can't remember if I was pregnant or not, but I definitely wanted to puke. Yeah. So. The sandwiches with onions for me. Yeah. Just hold the onions for us on the plane. It's a totally different topic, but why is it that every airport is selling chili dogs and really stinky, oniony tuna fish sandwich? Like everything that you would not want to have on a plane is exactly what they sell in an airport for you to bring on a plane. It's a conspiracy. Because you're just going to go sit on your couch on the plane, right? Another one that really annoys me in the airport is when you go to board skipping. There's certain sections that are supposed to go at a certain time, but crowding that space. And I thought this was just an American thing until I flew to London 
And in London, I've never seen it worse. I mean, the, the announcer would say only section A or section one, come on up if you're zone one. And I'm telling you, the guy would have to turn around. No, ma'am, this says three, your zone three, go back. And they just thought they could just skip the process, which I'm a rule follower for me. There are rules, do what you're supposed to. That's a life lesson that I learned with my kids traveling a few years ago to South America is that we are very trained to stand in line, follow the rules, do things, but there's different cultures around the world that are a little bit more, I got to get on this plane. It's me first. It can be a bit of a culture shock. I remember when we tried to get a taxi in, in Italy and we're standing in line and everybody else just went ahead and got a taxi. Let's get a taxi then. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be like, okay, I'll get in there too. Oh, you're a three, go behind me. <laughs> that goes into the, like the next fun, little aggressive-ish topic, right? Personal space while traveling. I'll lead off quickly. And this is not necessarily an encroaching. I've had everyone putting their stuff in my area. And as a kind of smaller girl, everyone's going to put their armrests down and use mine and whatever. I'm used to that. However, one time I watched this guy, he sat in his seat and the headrest is right here. And he's businessman. He takes his tie off and he puts it across his forehead. And I'm looking kind of weird at him. And he goes, I'm going to sleep. And I don't want to end up with my head on your shoulder. And he puts his tie like a blindfold, like a sleep blindfold across his eyes, ties it to the chair and takes a nap for the entire flight. And I've never been more impressed and astounded by anything on a plane since. I mean, it was amazing. They sell something they now, that does that now. They, I was going to say, there's a company that sells that now because I actually brought something on my last flight. It was like a fanny pack that was an elastic waistband that clasped in the back. So I went to do that on the last flight. And my daughter said, please, no. <laughs> I, I'm convinced the inventor sat next to this guy. It was just amazing. I mean, I like that he was considerate enough to not take a nap on my shoulder, but I'm sure everyone else has had some experience where someone has encroached their personal space on a flight. Clearly he woke up on somebody's shoulder once and that's all it took. <laughs> that's the first thing I do when I sit down, to be honest, I put the armrests down. I've sat before where I didn't put the armrest down before the next person came and they were halfway into my seat. I need a divider, unless it's my kid sitting next to me who always throws it up and then lays across me. I need that divider. I understand the unwritten rule, middle seat gets the armrests. Window gets the wall and the aisle gets their feet in the aisle, but middle seat gets those armrests. Remember that people, that's, that's the only thing they've got. Yeah, people don't really realize, it should be a written rule that the middle seat gets both armrests because that is all you get in that middle seat. You are so screwed. And also the armrest is kind of like a guideline for where people's legs should be. So man spreaders, your leg should not be past that armrest. That space is sacred for that poor center seat sitter. I find that noise canceling headphones help with just putting yourself in your own space too. Like just can block out all the stuff going around you. I will say that's another tip. I'm a friendly person. <laughs> I've made some of some of my dearest friends on flights where they happen to sit down next to me. One in particular, uh, such a special meeting. He was wearing a Miami dolphin cap. So I chose to sit next to him. It was a Southwest flight. I, I love the dolphins. And so we started talking. We are to this day friends on Facebook. I'm friends with his wife. We got up and hugged when we left the flight because we had such an endearing conversation, but I never would have done that had he been wearing headphones. So I was going to say, one of my other tips is read the room. If you sit down and you start talking and that other person shows they don't want to talk, they give you a one word 
answer. It means stop. I'm also a really loud person. I was one of 10 children growing up. So when I speak, I was always taught the loudest person in the room is the one who gets hurt. I don't really know how to whisper well. That's another thing. We don't want to hear your conversation from 10 rows back. Just keep the levels inside voices. I I think we're all a little extroverted that way. And yeah, people that you've spent half an hour, 45 minute flights, I'm still friends with on social media. We used to have the same, when I was in San Antonio, I was flying to Dallas a lot. The same group of us would be on a lot of the different flights. The flight attendants knew us. It would be this thing that you're on that 5 a.m. flight. Everybody knows you've got a meeting when you get there. Half of the people are grumpy and not awake and the other half are completely awake. And it, it was always a fun dynamic because you do get to know the people around you for sure. Where do you guys stand on the reclining of the seat issue? There are some people I know who just think you should never recline your seat. This always shocks me because maybe not in the middle of a meal and maybe not on an hour long flight, don't immediately recline. But there are people out there who think you should never recline your seat. And this shocks me. I'm a recliner. If, if we're eating, I'll bring my seat up or what have you, but only because they recline in front of me. I have this much space. And if that seat's there, then I need the space. It becomes a domino effect, sort of like standing at a football game. If the guy in front of me standing, I have to stand. To me, I need as much space as I can get. Plus, I don't like to sit straight up. I, I don't do it when I drive. I'm always reclined a little bit back. That's just who I am. I don't like boarding a plane where you can't rep- recline. And there have been flights I've been on certain airlines where the seats aren't made to recline. I think Frontiers want, I, I guess it just depends on the plane you're on, but I'm a recliner. You I guys? don't recline my seat. It's one of those things I really almost never do unless I'm on a really long flight. I just don't think to do it. Part of it is because I like to nap and I don't want to have to be woken up to be told to bring my seat back up if I'm not actually working on my computer or something. So for me, I don't care. They recline. I expect people to recline them. It doesn't bother me. If you don't want to have a seat recline in front of you, book the exit row. The seats in front of them don't recline. (laughs) This is funny because we all have such a different perspective on it. I actually look and see who's behind me. If it's a small child, back I go. If it's a giant man who's crammed into that little middle seat, no, I'll give him a couple of inches more because they're already like a can of sardines in there anyway. So I'll have a look behind me and see. Another one for me is when people take up overhead bin space with stuff that's not supposed to be in the overhead bin. They put like a, a little purse or a backpack there. And I'm like, no, you could put that under your seat. Those of us who only bring carry-ons, because I never check a bag, I count on that overhead space over my seat. And when I cruise on back and it's already taken with somebody's backpack, it it becomes uncomfortable. I'm like, hey, you know what? Can you put this under your seat? No, I don't want to. But that's the rule. Again, rule follower. And so I end up having to put my roller two seats up and then that person's going to be cursing me. How do you guys feel about that? Because that one annoys me to no end. Listen to the flight attendant. No backpacks up there. It's a full flight, which most flights end up being super full now, I find. But there used to be a day where you get on a flight and there wasn't so much. Probably the only thing I do try and sneak up there is if I have a sun hat that I don't want to get crushed. But yeah, no, big bags first. Like, that's easy. Just follow that rule. Put everybody's bags up first. And then if there's space and you want to have a little extra space, great. But be kind. Yeah. And definitely with the backpacks, if it's a smaller item or something, I look at it, I'm like, really? But honestly, the thing that gets me more ragey is when I put my suitcase in and it's obviously a roller bag and it's obviously loaded, right? And then someone comes to put their stuff in and starts trying to move everything around. Why are you trying to rearrange the bin? 
don't touch my stuff. It's a large roller bag. It's in there. It's correct. We're not reinventing the wheel here. Let's get this plane off the ground. <laughs> I feel the same way. Don't touch my stuff. But then I feel bad because I'm like, whose backpack is this? <laughs> Who put me as the airport police? No. <laughs> so I have a I have a good etiquette question, okay? Is there something that you can do to be a good fellow passenger for other people? So we get away from like the what you do wrong. Be prepared for the TSA check. Have your liquids separated in bag. Make sure that you pack your computer somewhere that you can easily slip it out and slip it back in. And you're not like taking your underwear out while you're standing in line. Wear some shoes that you can slip on and off easily. If you don't have TSA pre-check and you're going to have to unpack your whole bag, be prepared. Because there's always that one person in line who's never traveled before or looks like they've never traveled before and has to repack their whole bag and throw away their toothpaste or whatnot because they haven't prepared. You have all the time in line usually to get ready. And then it's like a surprise. Oh, I have to find my laptop. I don't know. It makes me so anxious. Just get organized before you get up to your turn. Put your stuff in the bin, move along. See, I do feel for the people who haven't flown recently or don't fly often and they get up there with their 12 ounce bottle of really expensive lotion. And this happened to me coming back from, from Greece. The last time we had a layover in London. And I will tell you at Heathrow, the rules are very different than they were at Gatwick. When we came through here in the States, yeah, you're supposed to have one Ziploc bag with your three ounce. Maybe I'm abusing this, but I'll often have three Ziploc bags of little liquid things. One might be makeup. One might be the bath stuff. One might be little liquor bottles, but they're all different. Coming back the only airport this has ever been a problem. When I went through, they were like, no, you get one bag per person. I had already sent my daughter ahead because we had been caught in a long line. I said, get to the gate and let them know we're coming. I had three bags to myself. She had a bag. I had to throw all the others away because I, I had to condense all into one little bag. But the guy in front of me lost his $40 bottle of lotion. Mine was minimal, but that the rules were different there. I've been yelled at for taking stuff out too, because now there's fancy machines where they're like, do not take anything out of your bag. Okay. Last week I had to take everything out or even at Houston hobby airport, some machines are don't take anything out. And some machines are take everything out. So even in the same security, it may not be the same rules. It's by machine and by rule, I've been yelled at for taking out my laptop. I've been yelled at for not taking out my laptop. I, I've flown through multiple airports in the same week and it's, oh, this needs to come out. This doesn't need to come out. Why are you taking that out? Your shoes go straight on the belt. Your shoes go in a bin. Do this, do that. Oh, you can't have food. Boston for a little while. Take food out of your bag. I'm sorry. You want me to take all my snacks out of my bag? Really? It just varies wildly. And so basically just to roll the punches and do what you need to do. But my etiquette thing or something I found saved me a lot of agony when I was business traveling a lot was I always had paper, plain blank paper and a pack of small pack of crayons in my bag. I think there are a lot of parents who haven't traveled with their kids before and may not realize how bored they're going to be on the plane. And in essence, a bored child is everybody around them's problem. It might be the parent who didn't pack them anything or thought they were going to be happy with the one book they brought for a three hour flight but you're going to bear the brunt of it. I've often wondered why airlines don't keep that too. They could solve so many problems with a lollipop and some crayons, (laughs) stickers. My youngest daughter went on 22 flights in her first year. I took her literally (laughs) everywhere. And I do feel like there is some etiquette. You do have responsibility as a parent to 
be aware of your child around other people. We've all had our seat kicked by small children. It happened to me recently. I just turned around nicely and he's probably five or six, so not two. I said, hey dude, do you mind? I can feel your feet hitting my seat and I prefer if you didn't do that. As a mother of four, I know that my kids and many listen better to other people than to their parents. And so sometimes it's a little scary, like the lady in front of me just spoke to me and explain that to the moms. Oh yeah, I totally understand. I have four kids too. I'm like, then why is your kid kicking my seat? You should know that they shouldn't do this. Have those conversations with your kids before you get on the plane. Okay, we're not going to kick the seat. We're going to sit in our own seat. We're going to, whatever whatever your expectation is, tell them in advance because that way they actually know what is they're supposed to be doing on a flight. I will say I took a flight, gosh, probably six, seven years ago through Moscow. So it was Aeroflow, Aeroflight. And they had the best little kits for kids. My daughter was too old to really appreciate it, but it was like a little zip up little notebook that had the crayons in there and it had like a little tic-tac-toe kind of board. And I was so impressed. Maybe that's something we need to create for airlines here. A kid's kit. Why not? A kid's flight kit. Transat does a really good job. They do like a whole kid's club. They get like an access pass. It teaches them how to be good travelers. Do you know what I mean? That is a life skill. We wouldn't be having this episode today if everybody was really good at travel. Goofus and Gallant from when like Highlights is a good passenger. He eats food that doesn't (laughs) smell and sits in his own seat. Goofus is a bad. That would be hilarious. We need to bring it back. Yeah, we can sell this to airlines, man. Put it on the on so that people walking down know if you've got smelly food, toss it now. You all know? right. We need everybody to share all their ideas of what needs to be included in our good traveler pack. Mm, <laughs> yes. I think it applies to more than just children. So I agree. Here's the question now that we've cracked the kids thing, because I think this is a hotly contested <clears throat> one. And I'm curious. If you go on a flight with a baby. Is making goodie bags to hand out to the passengers around you, A, what you should do, B, cringe, C, it's up to you. What is with that trend? I personally would never hand out stuff to the people around me. My babies, they were better behaved than most of the grownups, but this is a thing. And I'd love to hear everyone's opinion on it because I'm all like, it's a little cringy. I think I got a bag once and I appreciated the chocolate, but it's all like little Ethan is on his first flight and his ears might hurt. And I didn't feel very nice about it. Well, what what goes in these goodie bags? I they, mean, it's like bags of candy or, or sometimes earplugs. It's like a couple little things and it's all so-and-so's. I can't imagine getting ready for a, a flight with a baby and having my priority be making other goodie people. bags for the other people. I so, disagree. Okay. I love this idea. I think it's, I think it's extra. But I know a lot of moms who are very extra. And I know when I boarded, I, I was a nervous wreck that my kid was going to be the one that screamed and whatever. And anything that would diffuse that situation and, and make it so that I'm not as stressed, I absolutely would have done that. I know it's also popular to do that for flight attendants now. I'm part of the girls love travel group. I think that's what it's called on Facebook. It's massive. And they're always posting, oh, I made this for all the flight attendants. And I'm like, that's sweet. And it's not what I'm thinking of before I leave, but it's cute. And they share all these ideas. If you're the kind of person who always does that, like class mom who's thinking of everything for all the teachers, you're probably going to be the person who does that as well. I think it's sweet. I don't think it's necessary by any stretch. I don't think it's really effective either. Like it might be nice. And if it lowers your anxiety getting on a flight, great, do it. But that's all it's going to do because if your baby cries, it's still going to annoy people. But maybe that's a little proactive. I'm a little more (laughs) reactive. Like we were on a flight once back with three kids and I was pregnant with the fourth 
And there was one guy who had to sit in a row with us. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry, dude. So we bought him all the booze. We bought him drinks for the whole flight. It was a nine hour flight. Our kids were fine. They were great. We just felt bad because there's still three little kids around him on a nine hour flight. Being kind to those around you, if you are in a situation, maybe is a, is an option, but no, I'm getting that many kids on a plane. I'm not making baggies for people. I'm, I can't even remember to make teacher gifts half the time. By the time my kids are out of middle school, those teachers, maybe at graduation, I'll buy a gift card for the best of them. But that sort of stuff feels a little bit like bribe culture to me. So I'm not totally comfortable with that. Just because you bought me chocolate doesn't give you a free pass to not discipline your child. I, I might raise my eyebrows and be a little suspicious of like, where's this coming from? Is this in lieu of parenting or is this just somebody being extra who's like already prepared? Pack that bag to keep your kid occupied and comfortable and well-behaved before you pack apology goodie bags yes. that are going to get you off the hook for yes. everybody and around let's you. Get a raise. I don't think it's for the toddlers that, hey, my kid's going to run down the halls and be, yeah. be a total jerk. It's more for if my baby starts screaming, I'm really sorry in advance, here's some chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. I understand your perspective of it, relieving the person's anxiety. Who's bringing the baby on the plane. Like I hadn't really thought about it that way. I understand that. And, but again, some of the times I've gotten these bags, I wouldn't have known there was a baby near me if I didn't get the bag. It wouldn't have even occurred. It draws attention to the baby that is there. <laughs> yeah. It also amazes me that flight attendants fly as much as they do with babies and with new parents. They don't say, hey, if you just turn the baby this way or even just like a kind word. It's just those little things yep. that can be make such a huge difference, not only to the parent, but to the whole plane. For sure. It impacts everyone's flight. So we have exhausted through the gross stuff and personal space and babies and gotten into gifts and whether they're cringy or not. Uh, any last final thoughts on etiquette in airports or on airplanes that people need to know about? I think it just goes back to the golden rule. Treat people the way you want to be treated and you should be fine. I do. If you're a jerk in day-to-day -day life, you're going to be a jerk on the flight and you're probably not listening to this. That's my take on it. Be conscious of people around you. And you know what? It's like you said, sometimes it just makes a great story. If somebody around you is being nasty, whatever, take a picture of their feet beside your seat and, or <laughs> listen into their juicy tale that they're speaking on their speakerphone. <laughs> Does said she's got a whole book coming out of it. So sometimes you never know what you're going to experience. And that's all part of travel. Keep your sense of humor. Do unto others is definitely the golden rule. But when people do unto you, keep your sense of humor and have your phone ready because it goes a long way to alleviating your frustration when you know you're going to have a good story to tell or something really funny to post on social media. You just have to treat it like gold mine for material. Seriously, in all the years of business travel, every time I saw something, I was like, oh, this is, yeah, I'm just going to post about this. People are going to love this. But honestly, just prepare, prepare yourself. It helps a lot of etiquette issues if you're, everyone's ready for the flight and be nice. That wraps up our etiquette discussion. And we will be back with another exciting travel topic with Time to Talk Travel. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Time to Talk Travel, brought to you by HashtagTravels.com. You can keep in touch with us between episodes by checking out our site, joining our newsletter, or connecting with us on social. 
We've always got the information you need in our episode notes. Until next time, happy travels, and thanks for being a part of our trip.